Hello, hello. Welcome to Friday. Today we are having essentially a brainstorming session around some very specific ideas for an elementary informants. This is an informants based around the book, The Carrot Seed by Ruth Krauss. So let's jump in. My name is Victoria Bowler, and this is episode 27 of Elemental Conversations. This topic came from a friend on Instagram. Naomi said, Hey, Victoria, your podcast on how to plan an informants was super helpful. I get the concept, but have a hard time finding repertoire. Would you have any suggestions for a kindergarten informants around the carrot seed by Ruth Barton? I'm collaborating with our kindergarten team on it. Some te- uh, some themes they cover in the book are patience, individuality, and growing. Thank you in advance. All your resources have been so helpful so far this year. Well, that is great to hear. Yeah, let's jump into some of the things that we can think about as we look at some specific ways to structure this informants. The very first thing that I want to talk about, again, in this idea of an elemental conversation around something as specific as what songs we should choose, I want to go back to the basics of what we're talking about when we say an informant. The big difference between a performance and an informance has to do with the purpose that, uh, the, the thing that the audience is going to take away at the end of the program, at the end of the sharing event. With a performance, the goal is to entertain an audience. The there, we are going to want to have some polished pieces that are ready for presentation. That's a performance. With an informance, the goal is different. The goal of an informance is to educate the audience. And in this case, we want to educate the audience about what it's like to be a, in this case, kindergarten student in elementary general music. We are trying to teach the audience about what students are learning in music class. So in some ways, this is a subtle difference, but it actually makes a very big impact on uh, when it's time to choose what we're talking about today, like choosing things like repertoire. It will make a huge difference, which lens we are approaching the repertoire selection process with. Are we trying to entertain the audience with a polished product, like a performance, or are we teaching them about music through an informants, an educational experience. A lot of times with an informants, it is set up just as truly, truly as a real regular music class where you would put out chairs around the perimeter of your room and then all of your students, grown-ups, whether those are grandparents or parents or aunts and uncles or foster families or whatever it is, those grown-ups come in and they just sit around and watch or maybe participate in a regular music class. I've shared before that my take on an informants came out of a need at one specific campus to replace a like lights down in the hall, lights up on stage, um, sing a song and dance around in your pretty dress kind of performance, which by the way, I am all for, I love a performance, but I was trying to replace that with more of an informants model. And so when you read about um, how informances might be structured, you can absolutely do the parents come into the room and just watch a typical music class, or you might opt to do what I did, which is to have a little bit more of a polished presentation, still with the emphasis on uh, informing the audience, educating the audience, 
But for a variety of reasons, including that, um, you know, we couldn't fit all of the parents in the room <laughs> um, and all sorts of other things going on at that, what that particular campus needed, we went for this informants model, which is a little bit higher, uh, like a step more polished <laughs> than having people walk into the classroom and just watch the informants happening as a regular music class. We went kind of a little step in a different direction and had it on a stage uh, and it was based around a book. And I've shared about some of the, the details of those events before, so I won't go into all of them, but uh, having the slides sharing the national music standard or the state music standard, and then the musical purpose of the activity. That's where a lot of the educational piece came in. And then that as well as the program, and then all of the events leading up to the actual informants presentation, all of that has to do with creating this culture of education, as opposed to you walk in and the lights go up on stage and you just enjoy your time being entertained as an audience member. The reason I want to kind of camp out on that distinction so much is that it's going to change the question we ask when we think about this particular application for the carrot seed. It's going to change our question from what songs should I choose from that question to what are students learning? Now, we might listen to this distinction of an informants and a performance. And we might say, you know what? I do not actually want to do an informants at all. I want to do a performance. <laughs> and that would be totally fine. Again, I am thumbs up on a performance model. And you can make a really beautiful performance around the carrot seed. And students could still use a lot of different musical pathways, a lot of different um, musical avenues of expression and learning and all all of that stuff. You could still use the things that you're using in your regular teaching, but it would kind of change the uh, process that we walk through to structure this event. So let's change the question from, do you have any uh, repertoire ideas to what are we teaching? Let's look at what students will have learned by the time this informants takes place. And then once we know what students are learning, we can kind of think about what repertoire we would use that fulfills that pedagogical purpose and where it's appropriate, it could tie in thematically to the carrot seed. So um, a lot of this, this process comes from a blog post I did a long time ago, um, and it has an actual document that walks through what will your students have learned by the informant's date. And then that is separated by melody, rhythm, form, expression, expression, and other. And then what will your students be able to do? by the performance date. So by, or excuse me, the informant state. So by the time we are bringing parents or grownups in to see the music class, what will they actually be watching us do? Will we be doing part work? Will we be showing improvisation? Will we be doing um, folk dancing or creative movement or things like that? And then after we think about the knowledge and the skill set that students have come up with at this time, we are going to write down our song ideas for this informants. I also do this with sticky notes, just going through the book and with sticky notes saying, oh, we could do this movement activity. We could um, demonstrate barred instruments doing this. We could do this song. We could do this partner idea, um, all of that stuff. 
And in this document on the blog that I'm talking about, if, and by the way, if you just Google Victoria Bowler Elementary Music Informants, you will find this PDF. It's a, just a free download that you can drag from the website. There's no email. There's no catch. There's, it's just <laughs> the document. Um, and then you write down your song ideas for the informants. So you have the book theme. And when I say theme, I go through the pages. And in this case for the carrot seed, I would say, um, it, the carrot takes a long time to grow. The seed takes a long time to grow. And then for songs, I might have something that has to do with growing or planting or being outside or anything like that. And then in the next column, I would connect that to a concept or a skill that I want to show. So it's not just, this is the big thing. This is the thing that changes it from a performance to an informance. If we were just doing a performance around the carrot seed, we could have the book theme say it took a long time to grow. And then we do um, John the Rabbit or something like that. And we would end it there. That's it. But having this third column that says the concept or the skill that we are going to highlight that's the thing that moves it into uh, ed, um, education as opposed to entertainment. So we're going to go through the book, The Carrot Seed, and we are going to think about what we notice on each page and potential songs or activities or other experiences that we could use in connection to that book theme and then tie that to a very specific concept or skill that we want to highlight for our audience. Since this is not my program, I am not the teacher at this school, and I don't have all of the details about this informants, I am going to take some um, potential guesses about what kindergarten concepts we might choose to highlight in this informants. We could talk about Steady Beat for sure. We could talk about our four voices. So four voices meaning our whisper voice, our speaking voice, our shouting voice, and our singing voice. And really, if we just did uh, an informants with those two musical concepts, you could do so much there, right? Because so many of our songs that we sing, basically all of the songs that we sing in kindergarten have a pulse. They have a consistent, steady beat. And if we are even at the very beginning stages of kindergarten, we're going to be exploring our four voices. And so if we are just using steady beat and four voices, we could do a lot with that. There's a lot of repertoire open to us if those are our musical concepts. We might also choose to do something with high and low. And if we think about a carrot seed, we are going to start above the ground. We'll drop it in the ground right? So that's moving low. And then that actual carrot is going to pop up. Okay. So there's a lot of high and low thematic stuff in here already. We also might talk about loud and quiet in kindergarten. And off the top of my head, I don't have a very clear connection between a book theme in terms of planting a carrot seed and loud and quiet. Maybe we could be very excited or then maybe like excited that the carrot is going to come up. And then maybe we could be very sad as we realize it's taking a really long time. And maybe that correlates to loud and quiet. I'm not sure. So let's tuck that one in the back of our heads. And then we have fast and slow. Now this one is a little bit easier because this carrot seed, part of the, the text of the book is that the carrot 
takes a long time to pop up out of the ground. And actually that makes a lot of sense because it's not a radish. That is a pretty quick turnover crop. This is a carrot that's going to take a little bit longer. So if we were planting a radish, that might actually be a different tempo or might suggest a different tempo, right? So without getting too much into the weeds of <laughs> um, days to harvest of all of these different things that we might be planting, um, we could potentially have some opportunity here for improvisation and talk about the different things that we could be planting instead of a carrot. So that's just a, a very beginning direction, starting with musical concepts, right? Instead of the songs. So that's the concepts. Let's think about kindergarten skills. What are the doings? What are the active musicings that we do in kindergarten? Well, those are probably going to be things like singing, um, playing unpitched percussion, like auxiliary percussion or pitched percussion, depending on your sequence. Um, perhaps you have kindergartners working through some pitch percussion exploration and maybe not, right? That'll just depend on your program. We probably have some different body percussion levels like padding and clapping, and maybe we add stamping in there. We will have some creative movement and some structured movement. We are probably going to be reading and writing in iconic notation. So uh, big icons for loud and small icons for quiet or high and low icons, things like that. And then certainly we will be improvising and arranging and composing in kindergarten as well. So these are the things that just hypothetically we could be highlighting. Let me run through those concepts. We might have steady beat, four voices, high and low, loud and quiet, fast and slow. And of course, there could be many more or much fewer of those depending on the program and when this informants takes place. And then kindergarten skills will be things like singing and playing and moving and reading and writing and improvising and arranging and composing. So let's compare those concepts and skills with some repertoire that might work with a crossover uh, that might serve two purposes. So things like um, oats, peas, beans, and barley grow. That is something that we could use for movement exploration. We could use that for improvisation and we can use that for steady beat. And that would certainly tie into this book very well. We can talk about John the Rabbit. That is something that we sing in call and response. And with this call and response, Response, there's also some opportunity for four voices here. So maybe the response is something that we whisper instead of singing, yes, ma'am, we might say, yes, ma'am, or we might shout it or we might speak it. So John the Rabbit has some opportunity in that call and response for uh, singing and speaking and shouting and whispering. And then we could do something like the green grass grew all around. That's another echo singing idea. That's a cumulative song. Very, very fun. And there are some, again, opportunities for creative movement in that as well. Let's pause there on the repertoire idea and let's jump to, I'm going to pull up a YouTube video of The Carrot Seed by Ruth Krauss. And uh, this is a book that I actually do not own. And if I am thinking through informants ideas or repertoire selection ideas uh, for a performance around a book, then I will either pull it up on YouTube and find a read aloud, or I will look at Get Epic and find it there. So here is a book reading of The Carrot Seed by Ruth Krauss, and this is illustrated by Crockett Johnson. And if you are familiar with Harold and the Purple Crown, 
This is the illustrator and the author for Harold and the Purple Crown. Uh, Crockett Johnson did that. So if you enjoy that book, you will probably really like these illustrations here, and they will probably feel um, pretty nostalgic to you as well. So on the front cover, I have a young person who is dropping a carrot seed into the ground, and I have a little divot in the ground where that carrot seed is going to go. Let's look at this first page. Um, a little boy planted a carrot seed. Ooh, that is a good place to pause. So at this point, this is a place where we can do our first opening song, whether that is John the Rabbit, whether that is Oats, Peas, Beans, and Barley Grow, anything around the idea of growth or planting something. This is a nice place to open with um, a song that students are really familiar with and that they really enjoy singing. And as an aside, if we are doing this with an informants, you might have already done your warm-up routine on stage, and then we jump into reading the book. So the warm-up routine might happen first, um, and then we jump into this actual book informants model idea, right? Okay, so the little boy is going to plant a carrot seed. Um, his mother said, I'm afraid it won't come up. This is where we can do any song in your repertoire that mentions a mother or a parent or a caretaker or anything like that. I don't think that we need to get too uh, tied to uh, keeping it very, very strict to this book. Because on the next page, the father says, I'm afraid it won't come up. If we think about uh, a mature female and a mature male voice, there are two very specific ranges that these adults tend to speak in. And that is something that is a higher pitch and something that is a lower pitch. So here is an opportunity to explore high and low because we have the mother's voice and then we have the father's voice. And this does not need to be a very strict song moment. <laughs> this could just be an echo where the mother says, I'm afraid it won't come up. Students echo, I'm afraid it won't come up. And then the father says, I'm afraid it won't come up. The kids say, I'm afraid it won't come up. So we can do some things with the text of the book. It doesn't all need to be a specific song that we find in an anthology. It can be stuff that we pull from the book itself. Okay. His big brother said, it won't come up. Students repeat, it won't come up. Next page. Every day, the little boy pulled up the weeds around the seed and sprinkled the ground with water. Well, this is a beautiful opportunity for some movement exploration. And maybe even if we have a sound for pull up the weeds, let's see, I'm here in my office. So let me grab. Okay. Here's a hand drum. And here are uh, some finger symbols. So maybe students have the choice, which one of these sounds do you think works with pulling up the weeds and which one of these sounds works with sprinkling the ground with water? In other words, which one of these is going to be the weeds, which of these is the water? So maybe we decide that the hand drum is the sound for the weeds. And so maybe uh, a student has the hand drum and we say, uh, every day the little boy pulled up the weeds. Repeat that, pulled up the weeds. Do it again, pulled up the weeds. Last time, pulled up the weeds. And then maybe we decide that the finger symbols are sprinkles, uh, sprinkled the ground with water. My turn first. 
sprinkled the ground. Your turn, sprinkled the ground. My turn, sprinkled the ground. Your turn, sprinkled the ground. Okay, so some options there if we want to demonstrate unpitched percussion. Uh, next page says, <gasps> but nothing came up. Ooh, that's terrible. And nothing came up. Everyone kept saying it wouldn't come up. As an aside, something that we need to think about if we are doing this with more than one class, like if we are doing with this with an entire kindergarten grade level, as opposed to just one specific, um, you know, your first kindergarten class on a Wednesday, that kind of thing, we will need to think about how students are moving on and off stage or on and off the cafeteria uh, performance area or the NPR space or anything like that. Uh, so something like this text where it says uh, nothing came up and nothing kept, came up. Everyone kept saying it wouldn't come up. This I'm observing just by my timeline on the YouTube video that this is about halfway. So if you are looking for some transitional text, this might be an interesting spot to uh, make that transition of some students moving off the performance area and some, some students moving on. Okay, next page. But he still pulled up the weeds around it every day and sprinkled the ground with water. Okay, so then let's go back to uh, pull up the weeds. Pull up the weeds and I'll grab my finger symbols. Sprinkled the ground. Sprinkled the ground. Now, again, that is an option that we might choose if we want to highlight unpitched percussion, but you could do something like rain, rain, go away. If uh, you wanted to show, again, steady beat would be a good thing for that. You could still do unpitched percussion with rain, rain, go away, and maybe students are keeping the steady beat with um, triangles or with those jingle bell bracelets or something like that, or keeping some sort of color part with rain, rain, go away. Uh, anything with a water theme would work here as long as it works with, again, the pedagogical purpose that you are trying to show with this informants. Moving on, let's try to find the next page here. And then one day, a carrot came up. Wow. Okay. So this illustration is really charming. This carrot, <laughs> the top of this carrot is taller than the little boy. So that is super exciting. This is a time that you might choose. Actually, this carrot looks more like okra. It's so big. <laughs> um, this is a time that you might choose to use a high and low piece, a high and low song, or you might choose to do loud and quiet. Um, if you were just to take this illustration as the, um, as the inspiration, then you might decide to do a loud and quiet focus because this carrot top again is gigantic, but right next to it is the seed marker with a tiny little carrot top. So this iconic notation for big and small is something that if you had this book projected on a screen, then you could just point to the screen and say, let's sing John the rabbit or whatever, whatever song you choose. Um, let's sing it with our big carrot top voice and then let's sing it with our small carrot top voice. So there's an option there for loud and quiet. Uh, so the last 
page says a carrot came up and then we turn the page just as the little boy had known it would. And he's walking away. He has a wheelbarrow and the carrot takes up the entire wheelbarrow. Very, very charming. So this book is very charming and it's very magical in its own specific way. I am a huge fan of this style of children's writing. It doesn't seem like a book that, you know, sometimes children's books, the, like the moral of the story, the message is so heavy handed and it feels like an adult wrote the book, (laughs) but this is an example of writing a children's book where it's like, yeah, it's a story about a little boy who was waiting on a seed to grow. And it's the beauty is in the simplicity. There's not like this huge push of a trendy message that an adult wrote for a child. It's a very like uh, a child could be telling this story. Do you know what I mean? So I love that piece of this book. What I would say, um, and this doesn't take away any of the magic for the book. I would say that this probably would not be my very first choice for an informants. And the reason is that when it is time for us to think about repertoire, there's not a lot of change. This is again, a very, very simple story and it's very beautiful. There's just not a lot of different scenes thematically. If we were to compare this to something like, we'll take the other, um, Crockett Johnson book, Harold and the purple crayon, where there's a lot of variety in the, the scenes that we are seeing and the themes that we are seeing as far as like the city and the ocean, and there's a dinosaur and a tree and all of this stuff for us to pull from if this is going to be the script for our story. This book is very short. There's a lot of dialogue, you know, um, full, full pages of it won't come up. (laughs) Um, and so because of that, because there's not a lot to work with thematically, the book can still be fabulous and magical, but there's not that much to draw from. And because of that, um, Like I said, it wouldn't be my first choice, but that doesn't mean that we can't use it. So instead we are going to pull from things like the theme of fast and slow, and we can add their opportunities in that book that we were just looking through, you know, as far as walking through the pages, there are opportunities to do things at a fast tempo and a slow tempo. So even if it doesn't have a tie-in to gardening, the tie-in is with the musical concept of fast and slow. So I hope that makes sense. It doesn't necessarily need to have a very strict uh, planting carrot seeds theme of the song. The theme can be uh, much more broad than that. We don't need to think very, very literally. And this can be an area, if we are doing an informants, this can be a place where it's very helpful to have slides or some other material for parents to read, to connect what you're doing on the, uh, you know, in the NPR space to the theme of the book. So again, if we are thinking about this idea of fast and slow or big and small, loud and quiet, it can be helpful to say something on the screen that connects what you're doing with the theme in the book. So something like, just like the carrot looks gigantic, we have gigantic voices in music. So let's sing this song that's unrelated to gardening, but we're using it with our giant carrot voice or whatever it is. So having that parent education material can be really helpful when we're thinking about how to tie things together. Now, 
Just because the song doesn't exist yet doesn't mean that you can't use it in your classroom. Yes, one of the big driving forces of the Orff Schulwerk approach is let children be their own composers. And a lot of the work that we do as Orff Schulwerk teachers is composing or arranging our own songs for our own students. So I would just say if you are struggling with repertoire for a specific purpose, this is why we are musicians. It's so that we can compose our own music. So don't be concerned. Don't be afraid to compose your own song or rhyme or game. As long as, again, since this is an informant, as long as it fits your pedagogical purpose, uh, then we should feel good to go. Again, our goal is education here. It's not entertainment. So off the top of my head, and I just wrote these down before I started recording this podcast, here are some uh, little songs or rhymes or games that maybe we could use in connection with this story. Again, I do want to stress that we need to connect it to a pedagogical goal because this is an informants. If we were just doing a performance, it could be a cute little rhyme and it wouldn't have to connect to anything. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's think about this. And by the way, you uh, should feel totally free to use this if you have your own informants coming up feel free to use these in your own classroom or feel free to use these kind of as inspiration to write your own little ditties uh, if you choose to use this in a sharing event just take the first I don't know a couple of words of these rhymes or whatever rhyme you choose and just say um, a, you know little seed composed by Victoria Buller or whatever it is Okay, let's look at this first one. Little seed, little seed, let me watch you grow. Little seed, little seed, why do you grow so slow? Maybe this is something that we are passing a steady beat. Uh, maybe we're passing a packet of carrots, like a packet of carrot seeds. Or for that matter, we could be passing a literal carrot around the circle and we could do it at a normal tempo and then a slow tempo. Little Little seed, little seed, let me watch you grow. And then maybe in this uh, version of the game, if we are passing a, let's, let's go back to that carrot seed pack idea. Maybe we have carrot seeds or a packet of carrot seeds that we're passing around the circle in a steady beat. And then maybe in the front of the circle, we have four literal carrots, <laughs> uh, literal carrots that we grabbed from the grocery store right before the informants. And maybe whoever is out, they go to the front and they track those four steady beat icons, those four carrots at the fast or the slow tempo, or rather, I guess in this case, the normal or the slow tempo. Okay, so there's one option, little seed. Let's think about this next one. Find a seed, put it in the ground. Pull the weeds from all around. Find a seed, put it in the ground. Pull the weeds from all around. Maybe this is another steady beat idea and maybe students are walking around in open space with that steady beat in their feet. They're just walking around in open space and maybe it is find a seed, put it in the ground. And then maybe at that point we all crouch down together and we pull weeds in a steady beat. So it would be step, 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 drop down, pull, 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 pull. And we're walking around. We can point out on the screen. We can have some sort of text that says, watch our steady beat on the ground with our feet and then watch our steady beat on the ground with our hands. Interesting. Okay. Next let's try splish, splash, 
watering can. What a hard-working gardener I am. Splish, splash, watering can. What a hard-working gardener I am. Maybe this is, again, a steady beat. We're going really hard in the steady beat stuff <laughs> because that is so much of what we do with kindergarten. But maybe this is a partner hand-clapping game where we are going to um, clap our partner's hands on splish, splash, and then pat our knees watering can. Again, partner hands. What a hard working. And then back to our knees. Gardener I am. And maybe we switch partners three or four times and we can talk about the different strategies that kindergartners use to find a partner in music class, like nonverbal communication, making partners um, by eye contact or by using a hand sign or something like that. That could be a nice um, social and emotional learning connection, talking about how we ask people to be in our, our partner groups. Um, something that I just want to stress one more time time is that we are not going to create this cute little hand clapping game for the sake of a cute little hand clapping game. This will have a pedagogical purpose and it will be something that students are already familiar with in their regular class. So if we were to just create a cute little hand clapping game for the purpose of the sharing event, again, that would make it lean a little bit more into this performance avenue. For an informance, this would be something that students are already doing in class with a pedagogical purpose. So even as we are brainstorming different activities that we could use with these little rhymes, we want to make sure again that they are grounded in a pedagogical purpose that we could use in a normal class, not just as we are preparing for this informants idea. Well, let's think about a song that we could do. Here is uh, just one option. Uh, we could sing, what will you plant in the garden? What will you plant this year? What will you plant in the garden? We would love to hear. Let's sing it again. What will you plant in the garden? What will you plant this year? What will you plant in the garden? We would love to hear. And maybe this is another uh, steady beat rhyme and whoever a steady beat song and whoever the beat lands on, they get to share their idea for what they would plant. Or maybe this is something that you just have students put their hand in the air and you choose someone. And then when it's time for them to share what they're going to plant, we can have them sing their response. So they can sing uh, whatever it is they are going to plant. They'll sing um, oh gosh, so uh, this year I am going to plant tomatoes or this year I'm going to plant some pizza in the garden. This year I am going to plant some meatloaf. And this is where we can have a really imaginative, very fantastical uh, planting of our garden. Or we might be very closed off and very, very trapped by like the real world, what will actually grow in the garden. And this can be totally up to you. I don't think that there's a right or a wrong answer. I would say, I would just keep in mind that if we are going to start down this road of being trapped by reality in our improvised answers, that is a slippery slope. So if someone says, I'm going to plant tomato seeds in the garden, then someone else in the audience might be like, mm, those tomatoes aren't really going to come up. You need to start those inside and then uh, move them out when they are small for just transplanting. But we don't really plant tomato seeds in the garden. 
So if you start going down this rabbit hole of what would be realistic to plant, that can kind of move us away from this fun, imaginative time. So for me, I would try to get off the, well, actually train and say, you know, you can grow pizza, you can grow chicken fingers in your garden, whatever you want to plant. That is my personal take. All right. We have looked at several different options for repertoire ideas framed around the book, The Carrot Seed. Something for us to just reiterate one more time for the people in the back is that when we choose our repertoire, we are not going to start with what could be some cute songs that tie into this book. Even though that is a beautiful way to approach repertoire selection for a performance. And you might choose, you know, thinking through all of the options that you have, you might decide that you're going to have a performance, a kindergarten performance based on the book, The Carrot Seed. And that would be totally fine. That would be a really beautiful option to take. If we are going the informants route, we're going to look at what students are learning. What will be the collection of knowledge and skills we will have acquired by this informants date? And how can we showcase what students are already doing, what they're already working on in music? And then we just decide how we are going to package it so that parents are kind of brought along this journey of music education with us, with their students in a typical music class. And because this is an informance and not a performance, I want us to be released from this pressure that every single song or game or activity needs to have a literal connection with the, with the book theme, with the book text. We can have more of a broad view of the things that we select to uh, present to our families. So not doing every song always about a carrot right? Maybe we do a song that has nothing to do with carrots, but we do it with a big and little voice. Maybe we do a song that has nothing to do with the book, but the tempo is slow as if we are waiting. So thinking a little bit more broad and not so literal with this uh, text can really open up some possibilities. And then we can also look at exploration of composing our own pieces, coming up with our own games and our own activities for this this purpose. Again, as long as it ties into the pedagogical connection, the pedagogical goal of our curriculum as a whole. Okay. This has been fun for me, just brainstorming some different ideas that we can drag and drop into this book, The Carrot Seed. This time of the year is actually a really great moment to start thinking about concepts and skills and repertoire and themes, all of this stuff. Even if your informants is going to be in the spring, this is a nice time to kind of start looking ahead. So hopefully this brainstorm process uh, can help us all think a little bit more creatively about the repertoire we choose and a little bit more intentionally about uh, crafting experiences that we can showcase in something like an informants. All right. I hope you have just a fabulous, fabulous weekend. And if you do happen to be doing some fall planting uh, over this weekend, maybe you decide to go out and plant your own carrot seeds and maybe time how long they take to come up. All right, friends, take care. Have a beautiful Saturday and Sunday, and we will talk again on Monday. <music>